Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight I will be your guide as we dive beneath the calm ocean waves and explore the world of Marceline and Caspian, two star-crossed lovers brought together on the rocky coast of Maine. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to relax and find comfort in the space that we are in. Allow your body to sink into the mattress. As you close your eyes gently, picture yourself in a boat that was made just for you. Give yourself time to imagine exactly what the boat looks like and feels like. Is it a luxury yacht with plush pillows and furniture in the warm sun? Is it a classic boat of warm mahogany and white furniture that cradles you as you sit? Perhaps it's a small rowboat full of fluffy blankets on a still pond under a starry night sky. Whatever your boat may be, truly picture yourself in it. What do you hear around you? Do you hear the calls of seagulls as they float along in the coastal breeze? Or maybe you hear the low call of a foghorn in the distance, along with the click, 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 click of a lighthouse as its warm beacon spins around and around and around and around. Maybe you hear the chirp of crickets cutting through the night air. Now, feel the rock of the boat as it sways side to side, side to side, side to side, side to side. Feel that gentle rhythm as it rocks you closer and closer to a night of relaxing, restful sleep as it sways you with the motion of the water. Do you feel the mist of the ocean around you? Perhaps instead, you feel your fingers or toes lightly dipping in the water around you as you lie down, embracing the feeling of the cool water on a toasty summer day. As you breathe in, I want you to imagine your boat moving forward with the current. As you breathe out, I want you to imagine your boat gently moving backwards as the water drifts away from shore, only to return again moments later. Breathe in for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Find yourself on the edge of the shore. Now, exhale for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in 
growing closer and closer to shore with every bit of air that fills your lungs. Hold that breath as you hover by the shore. And now exhale, feeling yourself gently drift away in this calm, relaxing rhythm. Breathe in for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Find yourself on the edge of the shore. Now, exhale for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in, growing closer and closer to shore with every bit of air that fills your lungs. Hold that breath as you hover by the shore. And now exhale, feeling yourself gently drift away in this calm, relaxing rhythm. Breathe in for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Find yourself on the edge of the shore. Now, exhale for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in, growing closer and closer to shore with every bit of air that fills your lungs. Hold that breath as you hover by the shore. And now exhale, feeling yourself gently drift away in this calm, relaxing rhythm. Now that we've taken the time to relax and find comfort in the space that we are in, let us begin. It was summer, and New England was alive and thriving in a way it hadn't been in several months. The trees had shrugged off their winter slumber, and the beaches were once more aglow with the laughter of children, making happy summer memories. Marceline always loved New England in the summer. Most of the year, her family lived down in the Bahamas, where the water was clear and warm, and the sun shined on them nearly every day. But when the seasons changed and allowed them to move north, they did so as soon as they were able to. It was a summer tradition, one that all members of the family embraced. Although, Marceline certainly embraced it the most. They arrived on the coast of Maine in the second week of June. Her father, Julian, and her mother, Coral, got to work making a cozy temporary home against rocks on the shore of Cranberry Island. They made beds of seaweed and carried trinkets made of smooth shells that they had carried along with them. Marceline swam off on her own as they worked, her heart swelling 
with all the possibilities around her. The cool water traced over her body as she glided along, effortlessly dipping and diving around rocks and kelp. She was truly in her element, embracing the feeling of the rays of sun that slipped through the water and tickled against her skin. But soon, those rays of sun vanished. It had been quite some time since Marceline had experienced rain, and although she wasn't permitted to go to the surface, something was urging her to swim up, 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 up. She took a deep breath of the fresh air as she surfaced. She could smell the sweet aroma of wildflowers in the breeze, the smell of lofty pine trees mixing with the salty sea air. It was an invigorating experience. The air was the purest she had ever experienced. But it wasn't just the air that made her feel alive. It was the sight before her. She had risen to the surface on the far side of the island, near a peninsula, where a lone lighthouse sat, nestled against a thick forest of cedar and pine trees. It was a small, old building, with a warm beacon of light that spun around and around and around and around cutting easily through the fog, which had just begun to form, as it often did on the coast of New England. But there was something by that lighthouse that made her heart skip a beat. Sitting on the cobblestone stairs that wound up the side of the rocky cliff, there was a man. He wore a white button-up shirt that was stained with the newly falling raindrops. The unbuttoned collar brushed against his neck in the gentle wind that was rippling across the water and dancing in the lilac bushes around him. His pants were black, dotted with dirt and marks from his hard day of work. And yet, his hands were soft. They idly worked with a knife and a small round of wood, chipping away at it, carving something. His brown eyes were trained on the carving, illuminated by the joy and peace that only art and nature can bring. His black hair hung over his cheekbones in long strips, dripping with the rain that seemed to be falling harder and harder with every passing moment. Marceline was transfixed, her eyes locked on his slight motions, the way he carried himself in such a quiet, private moment. The rain didn't seem to bother him. In fact, 
More than once, Marceline watched as he gently closed his eyes, as if soaking in the moment and embracing the feeling of it on his skin. In turn, Marceline did the same. She closed her eyes and turned her face up to the dark sky. For that simple instant, she truly paid attention to the way the raindrops fell on her face. Some were gentle, some were heavy, but all of them were colliding and melted against her skin in a steady rhythm that seemed to bring her serenity. She felt a smile tickle the corners of her lips as the rain began to fall harder and harder. It was cleansing. It made her feel alive. It made her feel as though she belonged. When she finally opened her eyes, she found the lighthouse man staring at her in awe. A totally new look had come across his face. The simple peace he had had only moments ago was replaced with a look of wonder and amazement. The wood statue he was carving hung limply from his hand as he stepped closer and closer to the shore. It was as if his soul was guiding him down into the water. He drifted toward her in a dreamlike state. He didn't shrug off his shoes as he stepped down onto the rocky beach. Instead, he slowly walked into the water, parting the foamy waves with his gentle steps. Marceline knew she was safe. With humans, it is often hard to tell, but with him, with the lighthouse keeper, she had no doubts. She found herself swimming toward him. By now, he was knee-deep in the water, his lips slightly parted with words he couldn't quite seem to speak out. But then, something in the water shifted. A wave from deep within the ocean rose to the surface. Marceline noticed an instant too late. It all happened in a blur. Marceline felt herself being pushed toward the rocks. She felt a fishing net tangle around her fin as the strong wave threw her toward the rocky coast. And then she felt nothing at all. But Caspian felt quite a lot in that moment. He watched in shock as the mermaid before him was tossed to the coast. Desperate for her, he dove under the waves. He didn't care about the coldness, nor the power of the current. He only cared about saving her. 
he saw her underwater, tangled in a fishing net against the rocks, her eyes closed. He swam to her, quickly cutting off enough of the net so he could get her free. Cradling her in his arms, he swam to shore, holding her tightly the entire way. He rolled onto the rocky beach and lay there for a moment, staring up at the sky as he caught his breath. When he turned to look at the mermaid, his heart dropped. Her tail was no longer there. In its place, two legs, covered by a thin blue cloth tied around her waist. She was shivering in her sleep as the rain poured over her, a sight that Caspian couldn't bear. Gently, he pulled her into his arms once again. The stairs up to the lighthouse would not make for an easy journey, but somehow he knew that she was worth it. Hours later, Marceline felt utterly at peace. The buzz that was normally in the world seemed to have melted away, and all she was left with was a few moments of silence that felt like true serenity. Then, slowly, things started to come to the forefront. First, she could hear the click, 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 click of the lighthouse. Only, it seemed much closer than it had earlier. Then, she noticed a peculiar sensation, one she had never experienced before. She felt warm, almost as though she was lying on a rock in the sun on a nice summer day, except the warmth was all around her, as though she had been wrapped in sunshine itself. Whatever was around her was soft, softer than seal fur, softer than anything she had ever encountered before. Then she noticed that she was sinking into something. It was like lying in the sand, only somehow even more comfortable. Then the other noises started to fill the soundscape around her. There was the sound of plants moving in the breeze, the sound of leaves flickering and rustling with every gust. There was a warm bubbling noise, the sound of water boiling, and then there was the aroma. The space she was in smelled of warm wood and sweet, sweet things she couldn't even name. Slowly, her eyes flickered open, and for the first time in her life, she was inside a house. The lighthouse was an antique building, 
It had wood floors made from pines that had been growing on the island hundreds of years ago. The furniture was an array of natural tones, green couches, brown armchairs, and plenty of flickering sage candles in between. The walls were lined with books that had been passed down for generations. Books with pencil scrawled in their margin, from lighthouse keepers a hundred years ago, trying to hold on to a thought and leave it as a mark in history. The kitchen was small, tucked in the corner of the room. On the stove, a tea kettle was boiling, threatening to bubble over at any moment. The warm steam rose into the room, fogging up the stained glass windows, contrasting the cool fog just beyond the window panes. And then there was him. Caspian sat in a brown leather armchair. He had one foot raised upon the chair and a knitted orange blanket over his shoulder, keeping him warm. His eyes widened at the sight of Marceline awakening. He leaned over in his chair allowing the steam from his cup of jasmine tea to wash over his delighted expression. Marceline wasn't afraid. She looked down at the blankets, wrapped around her in awe. She looked at the house around her in awe. And she looked at Caspian in awe. She sat up slowly holding the blanket against her chest. You're safe here, I promise, Caspian breathed in a near whisper. You washed up on shore after being injured. I couldn't leave you out in the cold. Thank you, Marceline managed. As the memories came trickling back in, Caspian rose to his feet. Softly, he took Marceline's hand in his own with a charming smile. My name is Caspian. I'm the lighthouse keeper. And you're welcome to stay here for as long or as little as you'd like. Caspian she mauled the name over in her mind a few times, singing it with a melody that made her muscles and body relax. My name is Marceline, she replied, and I think I would like to stay here for a while. Caspian gave her a simple smile, trying to hide his excitement let me get you some tea, then. His hands shook as he poured the tea for her at the stove. He picked the nicest teacup he could find 
a piece of fine china that had belonged to the lighthouse keeper before him. It had a swirl of oceanic colors on the side, something that seemed fitting for the strange, beautiful guest in his living room. He poured the cup of jasmine tea for her and set it on the coffee table. She leaned in, her eyes sparkling with curiosity. She dipped her hand into the steam, then out of the steam. I take it they don't have hot tea in the ocean? Caspian chimed. Marceline shook her head. Don't worry, it's good. Just take a little sip. Marceline picked the teacup in her hands. The amount of warmth in the cup astounded her. She blinked in surprise as the steam washed over her face. And when the tea splashed against her tongue, joy washed over her as well. The floral aroma seemed to awaken her senses and relax her all at once. They sat in silence for quite some time as Marceline drank the tea down, 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 down. Caspian watched with an amused smile as she savored every last drop of the tea. She looked particularly cozy there, curled up in a heap of blankets, warm tea in hand, silhouetted by the storm raging in the windows just beyond the house. He poured her some more tea before he asked the question that had been brewing in his mind for quite some time. I didn't know mermaids could have legs, he said. And I didn't know humans had tea, she replied, taking another long sip. Smiles crossed both of their lips. She told Caspian things about mermaids that he had never known. When in danger, mermaids are easily able to turn into humans. It was something they could do throughout their history. A way to escape sailors. A way to blend in as humans expanded their territory. Although, Marceline had never been a human before. And I want to experience it. What it is to be human, she mused. I've spent so much time watching you from the sea. I've seen you in the neon light of your cruises. I've seen you sitting on docks, skipping rocks, and telling stories. I've seen you swimming into the waves with your loved ones, laughing until the sun goes down. But I've never seen what it really means to be a human. Caspian listened to her spill her heart and, in turn, his own heart began to beat faster 
and faster. I can show you what it is to be human, although I'm afraid I'm still trying to figure that out for myself, Caspian replied. Perhaps we can figure it out together, Marceline suggested. She put down her cup of tea. Show me the things that make you happy, the things that you enjoy. First, we can start with this, Caspian said. He crossed the room to the record player and slid on a classic. It was a simple record with just instrumentals, harp, flute, guitar, a truly relaxing sample with a sense of magic to it. Marceline stood up the moment it began to play. Rather clumsily, she walked to the record player and watched as it spun around and around and around and around. She had never heard music before. Sure, in the ocean, she had nature's music. The sounds of pods of whales traveling down, 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 down the Atlantic coast. The sounds of ice calving off glaciers far in the distance. The sound of kelp dancing against coral reefs. And lobsters pitter-pattering across sandy ocean bottoms. But she had never experienced anything like this before. As the music played, Caspian started a fire in the fireplace. Marceline watched as he bent over the hearth. He filled the fireplace with strips of paper and small bits of fragrant bark he had picked up many days ago. He formed it into a small nest in the center of the fireplace, and then he laid slim logs over the top, creating a cozy little hut. He struck the flint once, twice, three times, four, and then an ember seemed to appear from nothing. To Marceline, it was like magic. She watched as the tiny glowing ember expanded over the tinder and the logs. To her, the ember had been like a star, a speck of something created out of nothing a glowing bit of life against a dull backdrop. As it expanded and grew, she felt herself transfixed. It expanded over logs, over the tinder, shifting and flickering every step of the way. As the flames began to extend to the top of the fireplace, Shadows began to dance around it. The music swelled 
complemented by the crackle, 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 crackle of the flames. And then, then came the warmth. The fire put out a dry, comforting warmth unlike anything she had ever experienced. She inched closer to it as the woodwinds and the music played a ballad. Caspian watched this all from only a few feet away, and then something rather peculiar happened. In Marceline's gorgeous green eyes, where the fire was reflected and the wonder was alive and well, tears began to form. She pressed a gentle fingertip to the falling tears, then looked at her hand. Why is this happening? She muttered, turning her gaze to Caspian for comfort. Caspian sat down beside her. With a warm smile, he wrapped a blanket over her shoulders. With his thumb, he wiped the tear from her pink-tinged cheeks. Because you are human, my dear, he whispered, and it's nothing to worry about. It just means you are alive and you care. Marceline leaned her head on his shoulder. Normally, she wouldn't have done something so bold, but she felt connected to him, drawn to him in a way that she never was with anyone else before. Tell me about your life, she asked. As he spoke, she watched the fire dance. He told her about his childhood. He had been raised on the island by the previous lighthouse keeper. Growing up, he had an idyllic childhood. He had spent all his days outside, either splashing in the waves or playing pretend amongst the pines. During summers, he picked blueberries on the far side of the island, wandering through the red and green fields for hours, breathing in the fresh air. Most nights, his parents would tuck him into bed. He would listen to the click, 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 click of the beacon spinning over his head. And as the fog rolled in at dusk, as it often did, his parents would tell him stories of the mermaids, peaceful people who lived in harmony with the water long before us. When he was a teenager, he had to travel to the mainland for school. He missed the island terribly and vowed that soon he would return. It was only recently that he was finally able to take over the lighthouse from his parents as they retired. 
and ever since, he had been living in the lighthouse by himself. Some days were lonely, but he always had the sea and the birds and the flowers to keep him company. As he spoke, Marceline watched the emotions in his eyes. He was a man of passion, of sensitivity. A man who said he didn't understand what being human was about. But to Marceline, it was clear that he did. As he spoke, he often brushed the stark black hair away from his brown eyes. When a strand fell before his eyes yet again, Marceline leaned forward this time, gently pushing it back for him. For a moment, they sat there frozen in place. Her hand rested on his cheek, cupping the side of his face, keeping those loose hairs at bay. And in that moment, they truly looked in each other's eyes for the first time. Marceline felt a warmth flood her body, a sense of belonging, a sense of being truly connected. She couldn't help but notice his cheeks tinge with a light pink color. She wasn't sure entirely what that was about, but as his eyes flicked to the ground, she started to have an idea. The hours went by peacefully. He put on more music for her and showed her how to keep the fire going. They didn't feel the need to do much but simply exist beside each other, to take each moment as it came. As night fell, neither of them paid it any mind. When Marceline mentioned that the ocean was rarely warm, an odd look came across Caspian's face. He took her gently by the hand and led her into the bathroom where a claw-foot tub resided. Marceline had never seen such a thing. Caspian filled it with warm water. He poured in a vial of bubble bath. Marceline watched in awe as the lavender-scented bubbles filled the tub. He left her on her own to soak in the bathtub for the very first time. But about five minutes in, Marceline called him inside. He stepped in the bathroom, his heart thudding in his chest. Marceline's body was tucked under the bubbles. A look of pure contentment was on her face. She smiled at him. Would you tell me a story? she asked. One of your stories about being a human? Caspian smiled. He sat beside her, breathing in the relaxing smell of bubble bath. 
The music had stopped, but nature's music had continued. Rain pitter-pattered across the old roof. The lighthouse clicked, 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 clicked. The bubbles popped, 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 popped. Caspian told her a story as she closed her eyes and embraced the feeling of the warm water on her skin for the very first time. Once the water began to cool, Caspian helped her up and wrapped her in a towel. He handed her one of his fuzzy sweaters, something that would keep her warm and cozy on a night like tonight. The two retired to the bedroom where yet another fireplace crackled and they could relax. But Marceline had to do something before she lay down. She opened the old windows, letting the smell of the ocean and the rain waft through the room. Lilacs drooped into the bedroom from the bush outside, their petals heavy and fragrant with the raindrops. Everything was serene. She crawled back into bed, tucking herself under the covers. Caspian lay behind her and gently wrapped his arms around her waist. They watched as the raindrops caught on the lilac bushes dripped onto the pine floors below. They watched as the fireplace crackled and crackled. Then they listened to the sound of thunder overhead as it rippled across the sky, somehow making them feel even more cozy. Between the thunder, the fireplace, and the rain, they were engulfed in an utterly relaxing soundscape. They seemed to sink in the mattress underneath them. Marceline was comforted by the soft touch of Caspian's fingertips around her waist. She had never been held before, and she never wanted to spend a night without it again. She felt herself getting closer and closer to sleep, and the closer she got, the closer she seemed to be to answering the question she had asked Caspian only a few hours before. She felt his breath against her neck as he fell peacefully asleep. She listened to the steady, slow rhythm of his breathing. She turned around slowly, taking one last look at him before she, too, fell asleep. He looked peaceful, angelic 
almost. His lips slightly parted, his beautiful brown eyes closed, and that black hair dangling over his cheeks. She brushed his hair aside and kissed him on the cheek. Then she closed her eyes and sleep washed over her too. I hope you've enjoyed this story and it has brought you a night of relaxing sleep. Please join us again tomorrow for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams. <laughs>